Hi, everyone. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. It certainly is. It is. Okay. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention something on our Discord. For those of you who are new to the show, we have a Patreon. And as part of being a patron, you can become a member of our Discord channel. And I wanted to mention to you, Kathy, because you might not have seen it, is that one of our patrons who goes by the moniker Blue Stockings, um, she's great. She was mentioning to me the other day that um, you uh, recommending She Kills was like a rabbit hole she went down. <laughs> she kills, she kills. Which one? It's a podcast that you recommended oh, to the audience. Yes, yes. It's so, I, th- I was thinking of a movie. Um, oh, oh yeah. it's so good. Her comment was, wow, the She Kills recommendation from Friday, which was our last drink chat, is right on. I totally fell into a podcast hole. <laughs> I'm so glad. I know I, f- I feel the same. Mm-hmm. I share the sentiment. And it, it was one of those where I'm like, I have to share. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a Shudder produced you know, mm-hmm. podcast. So yeah. Yay. <laughs> we love shutter around here. So, um, they produced, uh, it's a part of the shutter family. So it's obviously getting a lot of people listening to it, which is awesome. I asked her what her favorite episode was so far, if she was, you know, down the rabbit hole, she said she um, really liked everything, but that the one, um, where Jennifer Tilly loves that talks about loving the Chucky movies. <laughs> oh, that I- <laughs> maybe it's a newer one, but anyway, she said that that was okay. like her favorite conversation so far. Well, anyway, I'm glad she, I'm glad you, you, enjoy, you are enjoying yeah and she's one of our patrons so Great. awesome yeah she's been on um the uh discord uh actually we have a horror movie log on there and she's been putting some in so yay awesome yay um right uh this next segment is a little segment we like to call horror facts with girls mm-hmm. oh and that one what was that chaos Oh, I see. That was new. I like how you're... Always new. I like how you're really working that. Okay, let's see what I have for you, Shan. I can't wait. Number one. (laughs) Oh, I almost gave you one we already did. Oh, no, wait. Not to be confused with Trivia with Shan, which is our Patreon version of the Trivia Trivia with Shan. Same song. (laughs) (laughs) Same song. A consonant. Different (laughs) continent, I almost said. Consonant. Excellent. Number one, mm. horror icon, Heather Langenkamp. Oh, boy. That's Nancy from Nightmare. Okay. Did the special makeup effects for this film. Mm. Number two, the opening scene of this film was actually meant to confuse audiences. It was two men discussing childproofing cabinets at an office betting pool. And an office betting pool. So that's what's happening in the scene so, and, and the whole intention of that was for people, they wanted people to go, am I in the right theater? Is this oh. the right movie? Okay. Um, number three, the first draft was written in three days and the film paid homage <laughs> to the horror movie genre while both satirizing. You're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and elevating the the uh, the final girl tropes. So it was it was a they wanted to really emphasize like it they were paying this respect to horror, but also you know we're gonna exaggerate. Yeah, jab and use some satire here. Mm. Number four, the film's <laughs> final scene uh. is meant to be 
Uh oh, can't read her right. <laughs> I can tell whenever I'm looking at Kathy and she like pauses and she's got her notebook in front of her and she can't. I just know she can't read her own writing. <laughs> I want to say this right. Mm, well, you've said a lot of interesting words in a very interesting way so the, far. The, the, the film's <laughs> final scene is meant to be the writer director's quote: "You were always an asshole, Gorman." Scene from Aliens. Okay, uh, so okay. That, that's where they were going with that. And then number five, you did it. Uh, the writer and director created over 60 types of monsters for this film. I really don't know. <laughs> I wish I did. I got lost in the words a little bit. The so homage. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really forgetting the, like homage, the first three. The homage. <laughs> the homage. I don't know. It's Cabin in the Woods. Oh, good one. Yeah, there was a lot of cool monsters in there. They So they locked themselves in a hotel room and literally wrote the script in 72 hours. Sometimes that's the best way. Mm-hmm. Cause you just ride it till the end. Don't get your, get your, don't get, you can always edit. Like don't give yourself the idea of like getting off the ride. It's a great script. I mean, I'm sure it was edited and re- reworked. Oh yeah. But, but the yeah. concept, they just blew it out. Amazing. And it was great. I really like that movie. Yeah. And I love the monsters. Mm hmm. I remember thinking the very first time I watched that movie, I remember thinking like getting in about halfway through and sort of going like, is this going to be a horror movie or what are we doing well, here? And so that opening scene with Bradley Whitford and what's his face mm-hmm. that that was supposed to. Yeah. And then balls to the walls horror Yeah, from like this, from the time I was like, where's the horror to the end? They just like go for it. Yup. Yup. I was going to share a wee bit of, research that i read that was just kind of perky and fun okay so every so often the smell of like apple pie fresh flowers ocean breeze it sort of it makes us have a memory right like mm-hmm. goes back to childhood so those three scents are just a few that can give us that like emotional boost by um evoking nostalgia oh. um <laughs> There was a study, a group of students in the United States sampled a variety of pleasant and neutral fragrances and rated the degree to which they experienced nostalgia or other feelings as a result. Scents that were considered more arousing and familiar were more likely to elicit nostalgic feelings. That makes sense. The strength of the nostalgia, in turn, predicted participants' ratings of their emotional responses, including how happy the sense made them, how much they felt that life was meaningful and purposeful. <laughs> number one <laughs> was pumpkin pie spice. Of course. Yeah. And number two was Chanel number five. Interesting, but which, I get it. Which I wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, Sweet. Two for two. Two for two. (laughs) Three, lavender flowers. Mm -hmm. Four, baby powder. Mm -hmm. Five, cotton candy. Ew. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's childlike, but. You didn't go to the circus. No. (laughs) Or the fair. (laughs) I don't think it smells good. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to. Maybe because when I worked at the movie theater, I had to make so much of that damn stuff. That could be part of it. Yeah. But I still have popcorn. I don't know. Go on. Tell us all about that. Six, we haven't talked enough about your popcorn. On the show. I'm going to make some when I get home. <laughs> I know. Six, eggnog. Seven, apple pie. Eight, freshly cut roses. Nine, the ocean. And ten, cappuccino. 
God, those are some good ones. So it's, uh, uh, the, um, hmm. yeah, it's interesting. It's like, though further investigation is needed, people are, f- who, people who are feeling down or lonely might benefit from seeking out sense or reproductions of sense, obviously, that conjure, conjure, <laughs> conjure fond memories. I'm having a hard time with words now. <sighs> um, I have to say that uh, this is something I've thought about at length. <laughs> Oh boy. Please no, tell just, us your expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I feel like um when I'm not Yeah. When I'm feeling down and I I'm always someone who tries to go, okay, what will help me change my perspective in this moment? What can I think about? Popcorn. Really. But I'll think about things like Halloween and the scents that come with that or or yeah, yeah like apple pie. I grew up in the Midwest and the falls and the apple orchards that if I think about that now, like it is really, it can shift at least, even if it's temporary, it can shift how I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. It's the same reason why real estate people will bake cookies in the home so yeah. that when you come in, there's just a visceral Lived emotional. Mm-hmm. It's a, emo- and what this is saying is not only are they giving us, you know, the top 10 cents or whatever that ranked, um, but they're saying that these cents evoke nostalgia, which in turn evoke emotion. So that totally makes sense to me. Like if you're feeling bad, I've definitely gone into the backyard and like, sm- I have happened to have roses back there and I've like smelled the roses, like literally the, such a cheesy thing that happens in, you know, stop and smell the roses, that cliche, but yeah. literally. No, it works. <laughs> it smells good. The other one I would throw in there, and this maybe has something to do with growing up playing soccer, is fresh cut grass. Oh my God. And, and the smell of a pipe. Yeah. Because a, a lot of the dads would smoke the cherry pipes at soccer games. Yep. Grass will do that for me too. Um, happen to live near a park and they turn over a whole lot of grass. Yep. Uh, really. So if I go on my walks and they've just done it, it's like so visceral, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade mm-hmm. soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, pipe, pipes are my grandpa. So if I, and I really la- loved him. So like if I smell a pipe, which you don't smell that often anymore because you can't smoke in public anymore in this mm-hmm. country. But um, I think of soccer games. So many of the dads would show up with that cherry. That's amazing. So the grass with that smell. Yeah. Oh, the t- coupled of the two. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me, too. It's kind of like turkey and pumpkin pie or mm-hmm. something like go together. happening on the same day type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, anyway, that's my news. Cool. Uh, we watched, we had a buddy watch, actually. Um, we watched a movie called The Void from 2016. It's sci-fi horror um, on our discard channel with some peeps. Uh, I believe Ice, Pepper, and Dogs RN were there. Mm-hmm. Snake might have popped his head in. I don't really, I don't remember exactly, but a bunch of people were there and watched it with us. Uh, sometimes on the Discord, we do our buddy watches with others because we just think that's fun. So those are our patrons and they are an endless supply of fun and info too. All very, um, huge horror fans themselves so i'm always learning like what movie is that i need to watch that from them so we watched it all together and Um, this was also a a recommendation by one of our our listeners too awesome do you know do you remember Uh, who i'm gonna gonna look her up right now okay i guess i will do it's a 2016 movie i think the release date was actually in 2017 
cloaked cult-like figures trap a police officer, patients, and staffers inside a hospital that is the gateway to evil. Um, and it's really, it, it, that is, I love log lines because that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's that, it's really that simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. They get trapped and unbeknownst to them, this hospital is the gateway to evil and things come out of the depths. In other words, there's like an entry point, right? Always. There's like a gateway to hell mm-hmm. and they come there and they then confront the monsters and oogie boogies from hell while simultaneously being trapped in the hospital by a bunch of people in white sheets with triangles, black triangles on their face. So it's, that's where the cult part comes in. So mm-hmm. these cult-like figures trap them in there and I imagine they are agents of evil. evil. Um, and then they have to fight all the monsty boogies. what do you think? So, Here's what I think. I think that about 10 minutes in the movie, I realized I had seen it before and hadn't remembered. But I mean, I remembered immediately that I had seen it. Yeah, you kept saying, you kept typing that over and over. Have I seen this? Oh my God. Have I seen this? Did we see this? And finally Pepper's like, yes, yes, Shannon. Oh, she's totally projecting the tone. Shannon. Pepper would never speak to me that way. We have seen this. Only Kathy would speak to me that way. Let me correct that. (laughs) Pepper comes in like, you know, a little late. And she's like, I think we saw this, Shannon. <laughs> and I'm she going, wasn't part of the conversation. And I'm sitting there going, Jesus Christ, guys, get it together. So um, Kathy's superior. Yes, Pepper <laughs> and Shannon, you both saw it for the record. She's mad. Still trying to find her gal here. So the um, idea, yeah, you spent all that time haranguing me where you're supposed to be finding some piece of information. All right, calm down. Oh, I need to calm down now. Um. Yeah, so since she still hasn't found it, what I was going to say was is that um, I had forgotten I had seen it, and then, but I did remember pretty quickly into it, and then I did recall, like, oh, this is the one where the monsters come out of hell. So it wasn't that I forgot the whole movie, which happens sometimes, too, but... Steph Perk. That's okay. our girl. Okay. Steph Perk, 28. Um, yeah, you know, it, it had its moments. Like, I understand why sci-fi horror lovers enjoyed it i i'm not as big of a, a sci-fi fan yeah so that just doesn't happen to be your genre it's not so. my genre unless you're you're bringing me aliens um oh, or yeah. something like that it's going to take a lot for me to be really pulled in but i think it had some really good moments and the i think these special effects were were fun the monsters um, were awesome the monsters were awesome and and it was creepy. Anything with tentacles is flipping creepy. Right? Did but, Steph say anything uh, about what she wanted or she, no? She just why said she it was, recommended. She said it was really good. She had given us that, and then a, a Turkish horror film called uh, I'm probably saying this wrong, but Baskin or Baskin. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, we haven't watched that one yet. That one. So those were her two recommendations. So we started with The Void, but it, I know that it gets good reviews. Yes, people like this movie. It's Canadian supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and the creature effects in this, because Kathy and I are huge fans of creature effects, were crowdfunded on Indiegogo. That's amazing. And they raised eighty-two grand um, while getting like traditional funding through mm-hmm. a production company. They premiered it at Fantastic Fest 2016 and the Toronto After Dark Film Festival, which I've always wanted to go to, but I have not been to. Um, yeah, I got really positive reviews from critics. I've now seen it twice. 
I did enjoy it the second time. I think well, I don't know which time I enjoyed it more, but there was you know like I've I only see- seen it twice. Shh, shh. <laughs> Where's Pepper when you need her? Yeah, right. Like she needs to come correct, and she needs to tell you what's doing. What? She was helping me. She was saying, "Hey, haven't we seen this?" She stepped in a couple minutes late. Yeah, well. But you projected an attitude onto her that I did not think she had with me. She didn't. I think her shutter wasn't working. But listen, overall, overall, it's not a good sign. Overall, it was decent. And you've seen it twice. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) What else do you want to talk about, lady? Uh, I watched a recent. Well, it's it's not a re. I recently watched. So you're lying. You recently watched something old. <laughs> I, I watched a, a documentary okay. called Crazy Not Insane. Nice. So it's about a very controversial forensic psychologist, psychiatrist. I believe mm-hmm. she's a psychiatrist um, by the name of Dr. Dorothy Lewis. Uh, you know, when anyone is a, and they talk about this in the documentary, and I'm a firm believer of this because some of the work that I'm doing right now and psychology but when you are a pioneer in making something evidence based i don't mean treatment i'm talking about like how we might view something in our field a diagnosis or a syndrome or something there's going to be a lot of criticism and and backlash first of all the board of psychology uh is oftentimes stuck with a lot of people who hate change and don't want to feel like anyone is coming in and telling them what to do. But this, this documentary is about, um, and it's, it can be very triggering for people because what it does is it, it gives a, an alternative explanation to how someone might become violent. And that, is a door that a lot of people don't like to open because what it then can suggest is culpability, meaning can someone really be responsible for their crime if X, Y, and Z are parts of this? And maybe they don't fit the insanity, the legal, yeah, you know, because for people who are not in the field, insanity is actually a legal term. It's not a clinical term. And and depending on the state, there are parameters that people have to fall in for, for the insanity plea to even be on the table. And it's very hard to win and not always a win. Mm -hmm. People can be civilly committed for the rest of their lives versus a prison sentence that there's actually an end date to it. Um, so I was trained, um, I studied, Park Dietz, who's a very, very, very famous uh, forensic expert, um, psych- psychologist psych- or psychiatrist. I always forget which one he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he testified on the Andrea Yates case, and he's done a many, many, many um, famous cases. Well, when we did the Kuklinski episode and the interviews, that was him. Yeah. So they, they really bump heads because... Dr. Lewis's research is all in dissociative identity disorder, which for a very long time, many, and I I even had a professor who was a neuro forensic neuropsychologist that really talked down about multiple personalities and how that is 
Very controversial. Not a real thing. And she really came from that school of thought, but she also was someone that um, testified quite a bit on the side of the... um, on the side of the prosecution, which was basically stating this person is feigning symptoms, right? So she was often hired for that side quite a bit. And, and so she taught us a lot about how DID was actually not something that we really saw. Lewis found a very different, she had a very different experience. And, and what she talks about in this um, documentary is all of, uh, and we know that childhood, there's a whole study on the ACE, study, which is, you know, first childhood experiences, meaning early abuse and trauma can create changes in the brain and therefore create changes in personality. And how we do know now, especially this was made years ago, that trauma can cause the brain to fragment. Um, And so can this play a role in personality and splitting off parts of the personality in ways to um, sort of, uh, you know, create parts of selves that are defending the more vulnerable parts of the self. It gets incredibly complicated. So there's controversial views on, on serial killers and the death penalty. Um, so the importance of a, a, she talks about the importance of a thorough biopsychosocial history. So she gets on a case where she gets completely reamed um, because she's not prepared for what they bring. And that's when they bring part Dietz in and he finds this whole diagnosis completely laughable. Um, but she describes it this way. Violent alternate alternate personas are usually caricatures. God, I really am having a hard time talking today. <laughs> of evil usually created in the minds of tormented children to take their pain and defend them against real or imagined enemies. They embody the strength, courage, and, and uh, wiliness in order for a tortured child to survive. So she comes at it basically saying, there's no magic about this, but these are created as a, as a defense mechanism. So when Park Dietz goes in and interviews the same person, this person Sean Cross, I think is his last name, Arthur Sean Cross, does not display or or go into this dissociative state with him. So Park Dietz goes, yeah, he only did this with Dr. Lewis. This is horseshit. And so my feelings about that are, what did Park Dietz bring in? Let's say this guy really is DID. What did Park Dietz bring in that maybe didn't allow this guy to even yeah. go to that space. It's a wonderful documentary. And I think it's, it's incredibly controversial. I don't even really know entirely where I stand on her research, but, um, but, but it she was does interesting to look at very it. interesting parts of the mind splitting fragmented from trauma. Dissociation is on a continuum, all of this stuff. So if you're interested in, in psychopathy and culpability and how, you know, how we look at people this way. And and do we then see that as an excuse for them not getting a sentence? It goes into all of that, but she really is one of the original, I would say one of the original mind hunters in our field. Yeah. Do you remember where you saw it, where you watched it? I watched it on uh, HBO max and their documentary section. Yeah. HBO max is quickly becoming an, a necessary thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning that. For me, like, you know, a lot of people, it's like, okay, if you're a horror fan, you have Shudder. Everybody's got got to have Prime because they have so much on there. Mm-hmm. And then um, Netflix, Hulu. <laughs> and then now I'm sort of, HBO Max is quickly becoming yeah. something I have to have. I mean, I have all those and more, uh, unfortunately. But um, cool. 
That sounds interesting. I haven't seen it, so put it on the list. All right. I am wondering, so <laughs> I'm just warring with myself to talk about this movie. Okay, so I saw a really bad movie. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> More of a thriller. It's called I Melt With You, 2011. Ameri they call it an American art house drama thriller film. Okay. The reason for that is because it was it premiered at Sundance in 2011, and it was widely critically panned. <laughs> they can't all be winners. Um, I've seen horrible movies at Sundance, and I've seen absolutely amazing movies at Sundance, and that is the glory. <laughs> I'm, I melt with you? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, now the reason why I clicked on it is because um, Rob Lowe, Jeremy Piven, and Thomas wow. Jane and, are and in it. and it actually sounds good. It does. That's Carla, also uh, why I clicked on it. <laughs> Carla Gugino is in it, too, and she was in all the um, Haunt, Haunting of Hill House and all yeah, that. Yeah, she's not a major part of it. It's these dudes. It's okay. these four dudes. But, I mean, that's a strong cast. Yes, that is absolutely why I clicked on it. And also because I had never heard of it. I was like, oh, look at that. Look at all these people. Why have I never watched this? And it's like dudes. And then I, and I like dudes. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see what it's all about. And then it was, you know, people coming together to party at a beachside mansion. And I was like, okay, well, so this could be interesting. And it was also under the sort of like dark and pensive um, category. <laughs> and I was looking for something. So I watched it. Um, I'll read from you. I'll read to you from the New York Times reveal. Just the first couple of sentences. I melt with you may set a record for the movie in which the most drugs are consumed and the most tears shed by grown men. <laughs> it's a dubious distinction, I guess. Um, the movie reveals the hollow inner lives of four former college buddies, now 44, who reunite for a week each year to reaffirm their bonds. <laughs> By having meaningless sex and doing lots of drugs. I added that part. <clears throat> oh, I was like, they were having sex with each other? Oh, no. They go out and pick up some girls at one point. Oh, that would have been very interesting. Yeah. It, there's some interesting things that happen. There's like a wildly misguided like threesome that happens at one point that's like does not need to be in the movie at all, but whatever. Um, mm, directed by Mark Pellington, who did Arlington Road. I loved that movie. Yeah. It wants, it's, so this is from the New York Times, it wants to be a jolting expose of the malaise of modern masculinity. Because basically what's happening in this movie is what's happening as they get together every year, but then this year they're all having an existential midlife male crisis. Mm. So there's all this cocaine and drugs and Rob Lowe plays a doctor and he brings all these drugs with him. They're all characters that are on the wrong side of morality, basically. What ends up happening is you learn, you know, you see right out of the gate that Rob Lowe is bringing all these drugs from his medical practice for them mm -hmm. to snort and take. Um, the other guy is wanted by the FBI for embezzlement. Um, the other guy is so depressed um, because... Um, I think there's something about an accidental killing. People died. And then um, the Thomas Jane character is just, I don't know. He's just a little bit insufferable. Um, I don't remember what his trauma is, but they all kind of come together and they had made this pact when they were kids, you know, that if, if the world was 
if they weren't where they wanted to be at this point in their life, like 25 years later or something, they made it when they were 14 or what have you, um, that they would all kill themselves. And so it gets a bit dark. Yeah, that's horrible. So it gets a bit dark, um, and I'm not really world worried about spoiling it because it's terrible and you shouldn't see it. But um, I also know that, I don't know, people might want to watch it, I guess. But I can tell you that the first, you know, 45 minutes or so, I was on board. I'm okay with, like, slow, you know mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I'm okay you with commit. slow character you building. Commit. I'm huh. going to finish the movie. I had, to, I had to take two settings. Settings, because the person I was watching it with was like, I'm out. <laughs> like, an hour in, it was like, this is a piece of shit. I'm not watching this anymore. You know, I do I do have some people in my life that are have no problem not completing. <laughs> They're oh, just God. like, this is garbage. I'm, I can spend my world, my life somewhere else anyway. So I stopped at that point and then watched, finished it the next morning. Good I'm, for you. I wanted to finish it. Um, yeah, the first 45 minutes, I was kind of okay. I was like, okay, this is like slow and character and they're trying to do an acting thing and they have this, you know, and I really like those actors and so, and then, yeah, I just never really, it, you know, the other day and the last week or what have you in the vampire episode, I was talking about only lovers left alive and how Jarmouche was like slow and mm-hmm. nothing much happens. Mm-hmm. Only a little bit happens, but you really just wanted to be in that world with them and you're okay with the meditation on being in that world. Well, yeah. this was not that. No. Oh, no. This was like the opposite of that yeah. where it's like, no, I don't, I don't even want to meet these men on the street. <sighs> so that's that. Did you see a movie that sucked? I want to meet these men on the street. Uh, yeah, I did. It's from 1976. I'm, uh, I'm going to read you the logline from the, the poster. Please. Conceived in hell. <laughs> no, conceived in a hell. Beyond our galaxy. Destined to rule our world. Demon. Don't let it control you. It's also called God Told Me To. So it's called Demon. It's both. Okay. It's known as both. I love it when they have two. Yeah. That's always a bad sign. Is that because it's foreign? That that would be one excuse. But otherwise. It's like maybe it'll work if we call it that. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, Park Dietz is a forensic psychiatrist. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, So Larry Cohen, supposed to be like one of his best. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. So this is the brief synopsis, and then I'll go into a little bit of it. It's uh, a New York police detective, Tony Lobianco, ties a death rampage to a cult and its leader, played by Richard Lynch, half man, half alien. Oh, boy. And their responses to why they did the crime is, God told me to. <laughs> so what you find, and I'm going to spoil the shit out of this because Please don't watch it. And it's from 1976. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So the we find out mm. that this detective who is just, he is, de- he is so devoted to this case. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. But then he also has this other weird connection to it. Long story short, I'm going to save a lot of everybody's so time. Is he finds out that he is the son of, of this alien uh, conceived with his human mother, who I believe is now in a nursing home, Mm. 
he goes to visit her and she doesn't know it's him. And then she's like, why did you come and visit me? Um, and, and he's basically like, oh, I need to know the truth. And then she, they throw him out of the nursing home because he's really bothering her and destabilizing her. And then he finds this alien who then says, if you procreate with me, that's right. His father, then we can sort of take over the world. I mean, it's just fucking weird. And there's like psychic powers involved and aliens, half aliens, half person. And he's just trying to fuck everyone to take over the planet, including his own child. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> that's a demon. <laughs> I just, I, it was so bad. It started off good. Yeah. So it had you for a while. I was like, all right, this is kind of creepy. I, you know and what? Honestly, like, most screenwriters. Shannon says it jumped the shark about <laughs> totally 35 did. minutes in. It totally did. I'm sure. <sighs> just like a book on it. The, <laughs> she literally closed her notebook. She's like, I'm done with this shit. Um, most writers and directors can, can get themselves through a pretty great act one. <laughs> mostly. So the act one, like the setup and everything, the setup, the building of a, of a atmosphere or whatever, like most people can do that pretty well. It's, it's when you have to actually introduce, you know, conflict and act two and crescendo and have things come together where it usually falls apart. And it sounds like this one was no exception. Uh, yeah, it's bad. And, and just the alien abduction where this, Poor woman's like naked and being drawn up into a cavernous interior. Were you by yourself like screaming at the- I was, I was actually putting together a, a Lego Yoda and I was watching <laughs> it on my laptop and I'm like, God, this is shit. <laughs> You're like, wow. It was on I Christmas. Activity. <laughs> yeah, it was on Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. and on Christmas. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, the only other movie I wanted to mention that's a horror movie today or thriller actually kind of what I'm talking about today is these thrillers is a 2019 um, English language French thriller film called The Room. Mm. I believe it's on Shudder. The film tells the story of a young couple who discovered a way to fulfill any of their material desires. Um, So what happens is there's a room in this house that they're in that they move into a secluded manner in Maryland. I would hope Maryland. there's a room in it if it's called the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, poopy pants. Um, there's a room in it where if you go in there and ask for something, you get it. So the, I want that room. Yeah, they did too, but it goes awry. I'd be so fucked in those movies because I'd want that instant gratification. Oh, uh, as would we all. Yeah. So what happens, I and I can tell you act one, because, I mean, it's a pretty new movie, 2019, so, you know. Anyway, what happens is, yes, of course, the dude realizes it right away. It's a male-female relationship. They move into this home in Maryland, and um, they he, she, he goes in there, and I don't know what he, I don't remember. He, like, asks for something, and it, it appears or something. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> so then he figures it out. He starts asking for stuff, and, like, and then he goes and gets his wife. Like, like, watch this, <laughs> bitch, get in this room, you know, <laughs> look at this. Oh my God. And then, you know, you could do anything. You can ask for a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, ensue the montage, <laughs> the montage of them, like 
having sex and money I'm and all kinds of stuff. I'm such a cynic, though. I'd be scared. I'd be like, something's not right. So they enjoy it for a while, um, the excess of it. So mm. it's this montage of them, you know, having all of this excess in that room. And, and kind of a metaphor for, like, anybody who becomes newly famous or wins the lottery or anything like that, where you just go down the deep hole yeah. of excess and hedonism. So that's what they do. Then they decide, they go to, they, they haven't been able to conceive, and they go too far and they ask the room Ooh. for a child. Oh, don't ever bring a child into this shit. They're going to be demonic. <laughs> It's going to be the Antichrist or some shit. So it didn't go well. And that's where I'll stop with the... The uh, baby probably ate them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can write this movie then. No, I I don't... Like it's alive. Larry Cohen. Uh, There you go. Isn't that him? I think that's been done. Yeah. Um, I don't need to ever watch this movie again. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't mean... (laughs) It doesn't mean it was bad. It's just... um, not good. So here's one of the, here's a f- couple of the reviews to give you an idea from other peeps. While the film suffers from a screenplay as delusional as its characters, oh. <laughs> this thriller serves up some potent images and a juicy premise. Um, with the rising, with each rising action, the room creates new opportunities for something deep and ethically interesting to happen. Vexingly, well, this is a badly written sentence. Vexingly, starting with an adjective, never mind, all of this is squandered at nearly every term. So those were the positive reviews. And then something like The Room features a unique premise that evolves into an unsettling trap that's hard to escape from. <laughs> okay. Um, it has a couple of jump scares. The first two acts are pretty good. The third act, um, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. I think it's worth, I mean, certainly worth watching. There's I I just like effects and things too. Like I just like monstery, horror effects Maybe I and can things that recommend start to happen. it on the Discord and then you can come into the room going, Have I seen this? I'm gonna punch you in the face. Oh, I didn't even give you your other gift. That reminds oh, me. Let's do it. Thank God you remembered. When you said punch me in the face, it made me think of what I got. Oh, you. fantastic. You're gonna yeah, give got, me a punch in the face. I got one for each of us. Okay. Can you catch? I, I sometimes. All right, what is this? This is for us to shoot <gasps> each other with. You got us Nerf guns. Yeah, for, for our... for our. They're called the Nano Fire. Since we're six feet apart. Uh, we are six feet apart in the same room, however, because Kathy's in my bubble, my COVID so, bubble. And so I'm, I'm trying to open this. It's a Nerf Nano Fire. So it's got these little... Oh, good thing there's only three bullets. <laughs> Yes, yeah. otherwise. And also, it makes you get up and go across the room. It does. Which is good. Or Because then if I miss you with one of these, I can just slap you. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? It doesn't, because I'll just pick up the ones you fired at me. That's true. We can <laughs> just send shoot them back. back. There's right. really literally and no then, see, movement needed. And these little needed. holes at the top? You put the extras. Oh, I like see. Like this. Like, oh, that's, that's where, where you store them. Your... Uh, <laughs> The holster that holds the yeah. Oh my god! And she's gonna shoot one at me, and I'm not gonna be oh, prepared. I was shooting. I just had like complete. I can tell that she's about to kill me. So you bought us, brought us guns for moments like you continually harassing me. Hold on, I gotta see what I did wrong here. Okay, hold that down. Ah! 
Oh, that was my full face. Oh, my God. She just hit me in the face. I and wasn't that even, actually hurts. I wasn't even aiming. <laughs> oh. Like, I couldn't do I that. wasn't even aiming. I, I couldn't do you in that. the face. <laughs> I couldn't do that again if I tried, but I'll be curious to, to hear the We're microphone pick up the way. So <laughs> I don't actually know how this works, but. You got to pull this down. Oh, this comes down? Oh, pull it down. There you go. <laughs> You see how fast that is? You could really mess someone up. Yeah, she hit me in the Six mouth with that. Oh, there's yours. I could have choked. All right. Well, thank well, you. Look at that. Thank you for that. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'll leave my gun on my desk. All right. Or in your drawer. She's got a drawer, just like yeah. when you live with someone. <laughs> I That's gave your drawer. Her a, actually, she's got a whole thing over there if she wants it. Okay. I think, I don't know where mine went. Somewhere I don't went. care. I'm not giving them back to you because you're going to hit me in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but you got to load your gun. I, I, I'll get it, but it, maybe, it, <laughs> maybe it's stuck in my eyeball. <laughs> I really got you good. <laughs> you did. You right, right, right on the cheekbone. <sighs> Thank God you have glasses. Right oh, was it? Right <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even looking. Try not to aim. <laughs> We're only six feet apart. I didn't <laughs> well, I didn't know like, how far it would go. It would have been like a fall. Oh <laughs> See? They're fast. <laughs> Shit's scary. I know. All okay. right. So that'll be fun <laughs> and completely derail the show. We'll be talking about something super serious on Terror Talk, and you'll just be like, poing. <laughs> I'll be like, you did not just do oh, that. That was too good. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um yeah. Yeah. Happy January. Happy January 2021. <laughs> Woo! Woo! We're going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.